Hey guys, welcome to the Marisponios podcast. It is 9.20 p.m. on Monday, November 9th. Welcome back, and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shayola. We're the creators of marriagemillennials.com, where we teach millennials how to seek God's design for faith, smart dating, and marriage. Pretty much, we share tools for millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one, and prepare them for family if that is a current desire they have. Alright, now before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the combo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit Facebook page, backslash mfmillennials. The Marriage for Millennials IG handle is at Marriage for Millennials, so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets, so subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following, or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site from workbooks to our 25 questions to ask while dating workbook, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys, let's Let's jump jump in. in. So... Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back to another podcast. Um, yes. How are you guys? If you can hear, then you can hear that uh, look who decided to join us back on the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, so hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are holding up and having a great start to your week. Um, yeah, man. Where you been? Uh, I've been missing you guys, but uh, just... Enjoying the, uh, the, um, just enjoying fatherhood overall, honestly. It's been, it's been great with Hillary and, uh, just been working. Yeah, man. It's been definitely hard to get both of us on the podcast. Um, just because, of course, it's easier for me to record while Sam's at work and when we get home, we're with baby and, you know, regression tings and all that stuff. So she's finally sleeping through the night again. Um, so we were like, let's record something. So um, we were having a really good conversation um, yesterday and we were like, oh, we missed recording a podcast. So we were like, we need to do Gotta this. Gotta record so, this. So here we are. <laughs> All right. So today's podcast is titled Privilege and the Other Side of Causing Others to Stumble. Yeah. Now, before we get started, let's go ahead and click that subscribe button. Share this podcast if you like our content. Visibility does matter. And we want this message to not only hit your ears, but everyone else's as well. Ro and I are doing this from the bottom of our hearts and free of charge. So all we ask is that you spread the love. All right. Okay, so privilege and the other side of causing one to stumble. Just to kind of give you a kind of intro, I guess. If you're unfamiliar Um, There is this common saying in the Bible of, um, you know, not causing your brothers to stumble. It's something that we also talk about in the body of church um, to make sure that we are intentional and not causing our brother to stumble in something that he may be going through. So that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today, um, offering another perspective to the conversation. Right. So, guys. The inspiration for this podcast is so long overdue, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, Sam and I have had this conversation that we're going to have right now with you guys. We've had it many times, probably like 
years, we've had years of conversations like this. Um, many times with different causes at the center, whether that may be, you know, church and politics, the church and social media, and um, most recently after listening to our pastor talk about wisdom on Sunday, we've just had this conversation amongst ourselves many times. So like I said, we were listening to our pastor talk about um, wisdom yesterday. And when I tell you, like, I just sat in that pew so convicted on everything that he was said. It's like, oh my gosh, like, how can I just be more wise in everything I do and everything I say, right? So that conviction resulted in me texting an accountability friend that I have um, about ways that I can be more wise, right? Um, and that conversation ended up re-sparking another one of these typical conversations that we have in our home. And we were like, we've got to record this. So that's how we got here. Um, right. Yeah. And, you know, in light of what I just said about wisdom, we do pray that in light of the sermon we heard and just wanting to be servants of the Lord, we pray that we are wise in what we say on this podcast as well. So, yeah. so let's get into it. Starting with privilege. Take it away, babe. All right. So let's just start off with like, what is privilege? Privileged is privilege is basically um, defined as a special advantage or a right possessed by an individual or a group. Um, a privilege is a right or um, advantage gained at birth, um, by social position, by effort, or even concession. Um, and by this definition, everyone has privilege. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, it, this is a common thing that you might, maybe, or maybe you haven't heard it, but, I mean, there's tall privilege, there's pretty privilege, there is white privilege, there's light skin privilege, there's black, black privilege, there's dark skin black privilege, um, there is um, rich privilege, there is worldly privilege, pr- privilege um there is smart privilege there is bilingual privilege um there are two-parent household privilege um i remember when we were talking about this <laughs> we were thinking about there's also even co-parenting privilege right the kids get double presents on christmas <laughs> i don't know something like that but like either way no matter how you look at it everything has its advantages right and that's just a fact so um you know in our society, we make a big deal about privilege, um, but if we really want to be honest, everybody has privilege. <laughs> and so that's kind of where we want to lay the foundation here. Now, with that being said, we want to be clear. We do understand that some privileges due to corruption and sin make it extremely hard for others to advance. And there is something to be said about doing our best to serve others that have that plight, right? Um you know, we are in no means trying to ignore that, right? If Trust me, if this election journey has taught us anything, it's that many people, and this includes Christians, would prefer to ignore, you know, that, what I'm saying, and ignore that call to serve, preferring to just call things a sin issue, right? As opposed to fighting for people as hard for, as they fight for other policies, like, you know, abortion. Abortion, right. (laughs) Um, But I digress. That's not what this podcast is about. But so, yeah, just want to say we are not ignoring the fact that privilege does show itself in negative ways. We just want to lay a foundation and say that everybody does have privilege. All right. And uh, we're saying this to say that we have to be careful that our hate for privilege is not just a fancy word for covetousness. 
and that we are not just attacking, uh, that we're not attacking God's creation. You know, God created all of us um, with different features, lives, and personality traits. And that gives us our privilege so that we can bask in awe of the privilege of knowing Him and uh, being His creation. That's the greatest privilege. Um, and to be upset about trivial things and um, want them to be shut down is covetousness at work. We may attach um, any Good Samaritan quote-unquote reason behind it, but at the core of all of this, uh, you don't like having what some you don't like not having what someone else has. Um, that's the core of all of this, and um, to the point where you no longer want them to have it. Yeah, that's covetousness. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's covetousness. So it's a thin line, but we just want to provide that other. Um, that other perspective because you can get real comfortable yeah. there in um, this this verse right there's this a verse. root issue um, the yeah so the, the the verse is kind of it, it's almost like one of those get out of jail free cards like I can always say well you might be offending somebody you might be you know what I'm saying right. there's a loophole in everything right. and as flawed humans we always try to find the loopholes so we so, exploit it right so now that this brings us to the second half of this podcast um, we talked about privilege um, and we're going to talk about it but go a little bit further and be more specific um, you know yes we know that everyone has privilege and we know that we have a call to be wise so that we don't cause others to stumble right um, like our pastor said yesterday you know to be wise is to realize the power of your influence right um, when around others right so we definitely want to reiterate that again um, but how does the bible talk about not causing others to stumble exactly and that's what we're going to get into now so let's go ahead and read romans 14 all right so uh this is a lengthy passage but uh, i think we'll be good to get through it so romans 14 starting from verse 13 therefore let us not pass judgment on one another any longer but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. Verse 14, I know and I am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for, for anyone who thinks it's unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking by love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one whom Christ died, for whom Christ died. So, do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not the matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. However, thus serves Christ, <clears throat> thus serves, I'm sorry, whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not let the do do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything is needed. It is indeed clean, but is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or to drink wine or to do anything that causes your brother to stumble. Verse twenty two, the faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself 
for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Yes. So what do we see here? It says, if your brother is grieved, right? Stop. Um, <laughs> right right. There. Um, You can only know if someone is grieved if they tell you. You can only know if someone is stumbling if they tell you, right? You can only know your brother or sister struggles with wine if they tell you or, or if you happen to see you know them in the act of not being able to handle it right um you know you can only make someone stumble if you know what they are struggling with right, right. so the bible here it, the bible doesn't call us to anticipate or guess everyone struggles now of course if you come to someone about it then if you come to me about it i have a call to be intentional when i'm around you but you don't just get to blame me for things or blame people for things that you should be going to God with, right? You don't get to confront people about things with an, with an, uh, an offended party that doesn't exist. Or you don't get to be offended and complain to others, like, as opposed to complaining to the person who's offending you, right? So if I am offended by a brother at a uh, church who is um, enjoying, um, let's say we were hanging out and he was enjoying a, a beer. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, maybe a recovering alcoholic or something like that, and I'm offended by the fact that he's drinking in front of me right now. And I then go and tell someone else that I'm offended. Well, that's where I, that's mistake number one. You are called to tell your brother, the person who you, who, who offended you, you're called to tell them that, not called to then just start spreading, you know, uh, your own version of the story to everybody else in the church. And I think that that is part of the issue here that we often see happen amongst churches and amongst its members of the body. Um, you care to elaborate? Um, yeah, I, I think you pretty much nailed it. I mean, another reason why we kind of make this point is because especially in the age of social media, right? Um, you see many Christians that blame other people for causing other people to stumble, but hypothetical, hypothetically, <laughs> and, but there's no offended, actual offended party to be found. Right. And while we are call, called to be wise, we aren't called to base our lives off of hypotheticals. So, you know, instead, instead of coming to people and saying, hey, I am struggling with this. I'm struggling with envy. I'm struggling with covetousness towards you. I'm struggling with wine, whatever, right? Nobody wants to do that because that requires you to be in a humble place, right? And so instead of doing that, which is what we should do, we'd rather just project things on people and say, well, you know, this person is causing somebody to stumble, and it's just like that wasn't even in their heart, though. They don't even know what you're struggling with. You know, they're especially like during this time of the year, for example, right? Um, this is the time of the year that gets really festive. Um, it gets very family oriented, and this is also a time of the year that um, suicides spike, that loneliness and um, depression spikes, um, because people are lonely. Because while while you're enjoying your time with your family, other people are saying to themselves, well, who do, 
they, maybe they don't have family or maybe they don't have close ones and relatives. And what the question then becomes, okay, we know those people are out there. Like, I'm sure someone is out there who is lonely. But it's that it's the duty of the person who is lonely to then tell me, okay, you know, I'm lonely on Christmas. And then it's my duty if they're lonely on Christmas, to make sure that they're not lonely on Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Come and hang with my family, right? Come. I don't want you to be offended. I don't want you to fall into depression. I want you to stumble because of maybe the joys or liberties that we are enjoying here um, and, um, and, you, and you feeling like an outsider of some right. sort. But, to the, but I think to our point, if you're lonely on a holiday, instead of telling me to get off of social media when I'm sharing my family pictures, you may need to be the person that gets off of social, social media, media because and, you're the person that's lonely. Right. Right? And so, and 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 that's what we're kind of talking about because there's a bit of self-reflection that is not taking place. Yeah. Not analyzing yourself to say, I am, I have this insecurity here or I have this thing that I'm wrestling with. And it's nobody else's, I don't want to say it's nobody else's cross to bear, but it's no one else's main cross to bear because I'm the person struggling with it. And that relationship is between me and Christ. Yeah. It's like that passage that we, I forgot what it is exactly, but it's like, there's a passage in the New Testament that says, bear one another's burdens. And then it says, carry your own load, like, like maybe two or three verses, like right after that. And this is one of those, there are, there are things that your brothers and sisters are called to by scripture to come alongside you on. And there are some things that you're going to have to bear um, on your own. And Christ is through both situations able to see you through either way, whether it be your brother and sisters helping you out or whether it be you on your own. He can grow you in either situation. Um, but you need to be not only self-reflective, but also not be so, you know, in the age of social media, there's just so not, so much just anonymity and everybody just feels like they're, you know, it's almost like we're, we're already socially distanced, right? Like there's a degree to which before COVID even came, social distancing was already in play in the sense that some of y'all don't even, y'all just, y'all just remain silently offended. Y'all remain like very just quiet about whatever it is that, that, that is bothering you. And you need to be more vocal about those things that are bothering you. Right. Um, and so we also say this because, you know, some of the other comments that we make as a body about people, you know, we say things like, oh, well, this person is quote unquote acting perfect on social media or not showing their accurate lives on social media and you know part of me part of me gets that but another part of me says why do we assume that a person you know why do we assume that type of stuff on a person based on like a 15 second or minute clip of that person's life you know like to me you know 15 seconds out of 24 hours is a really small time frame Mm -hmm. to think you know anyone so it's kind of just like why do we take that small amount of time and then put people on a pedestal that they didn't ask to be on you know and then we tell ourselves that they were intentionally trying to deceive us or maybe not maybe they weren't intentionally trying to do it but they were not being wise and it's like how do you truly know that right and you know like that's that's the thing the thing is that when it comes to um us 
taking those highlight reels, what we're doing is we're actually saying to ourselves, hey, um, well, I'm sorry, we're forgetting that we ourselves have our own highlight reels, right? Um, our own highlight reels in the sense that we too um, are trying to put up a, a facade and that we too are privately holding ourselves up to for others to view us as perfect and that we don't even live up to those standards that we ourselves put out. Now, when it comes to the person that you're that you're messing, you're 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 telling like in scripture as Christians, we know immediately there is none who are who are sinless. Not one person is sinless. But yet you want to pretend as though this person thinks that they're sinless. You see what I'm saying? Like in, in the in the in the body it doesn't even make sense, but yet let alone in the world. In the world, the world even knows that no one is sinless. The world knows that no one is perfect. So why all of a sudden will we sudden will we just start to tell people, oh, he thinks he's perfect. He or she thinks that she she has no you know, her her stuff don't stink. Um, and you said like we're all trying to put up a facade. I don't even think it's a facade because I think people in the body, that's what they think. I think they say, oh, look at this person acting like they're perfect and they're not. They're living a facade. I don't think people are living a facade at all. I just think that people are multifaceted and can't show us everything. Exactly. And that's not a facade. That's right. just that's just a part of my life. People can't show us everything, and we shouldn't want them to. We should instead want to know them more and actually put in the work to do life with them. I am so sick and tired of hearing people make assumptions about people, and it's just like, you know what? Like, if you actually did the work to get to know this person, you wouldn't be making these comments. Right. <laughs> so, like, so it's get your hands of, dirty. <laughs> it's a level of arrogance um, where you elevate yourself as though you're omniscient with this particular person. And you're not omniscient. You're 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 being arrogant, and you should be humble. And you should and it, it's you know how that that saying goes: the more you know, the more you know you don't know. Like it's as you get to know people, you start to know like okay, I know more about this person, which is excellent. But I don't know everything about this person, which is humbling, right? So like I, you just got to be be careful with the with the labels that you put on people, and you know. I most of all think about these things in terms of myself. Like, before I put a label on someone, do I want that on me? That's my main thing. Yeah, and um, when we were talking yesterday, um, you were saying that, like, nothing is fully representational of anyone's current status on social media, right? And um, you were also saying, like, the person that's dishonest is the person looking at your life and assuming that you're perfect, right? Right. Um, that's the because that's the person projecting things onto you that you didn't even say or think or have in your heart. Yeah, and that's what I meant before when I said that you have your own highlight reel. Like you the reason why you're projecting is because you yourself are actually doing the exact same thing. You have your own thing that you're putting up as though but now you see the the the, the dilemma comes because once you've put up your own facade and you're then blaming someone else for their facade, it is impossible for you to admit that something they did caused you to stumble because that makes you look weak. Who wants to admit that there we see you've painted yourself into a corner? Right. Um, and so that brings me to kind of our final point is it's like, so what do you do, right? What's the actual solution here? 
Um, do we do nothing? You know, I say, and I say this because technically, based on the logic of the hypothetical stumbling um, blocks out there, the minute you post anything on social media, technically you're being dishonest, right? Because no one shows any anyone everything. Nobody, right. nobody, Never. right? And so, it was like for example, on one hand, if I if all I post is pretty pictures of my family, um, people will say, "Oh, maybe she thinks she's perfect." But if I posted an argument with my husband, those very same people would say. That was unwise. Why, why, why is she posting that? And they'd probably screenshot it to somebody else and have a separate group conversation about it. And be like, did you see what she posted about her argument with her husband? Why, why did she do that? That wasn't wise. You get me? Like, so it's kind of just like, what do you do? All right. It, and another example is like, if is posting Christian and and family loving things and scripture and all that stuff on social media is posting those things when you know that we all sin so you you aren't necessarily the most loving person to your family all the time technically are you living a false life based on that logic you right. know what I'm saying like um, you know are you show, are you showing non-believers that the christian life is completely blissful cuz all we see is blissful scriptures on your on your page right and, right and all this stuff it just leads to an absurdity argument right it leads to an absurdity where it's like, well, technically everybody is guilty of this. So if everybody's guilty of it, then what's the point? What's right. the point in, in indicting anyone? Right. And it's like, you know, you sit in Bible studies where people will say to you, like, you know, even I struggle with this. I all And we are able to acknowledge that we all fall short of God's glory, even when we're teaching each other the word. But it's just like, okay, so are you saying that we can only admit to being flawed in real life but not on social media like I don't get it and so um you know these are things I think about right it's like I know sisters in Christ that post all the right things all the right scriptures right but when I hang with them in real life I'm able to see their Christian freedoms they're not sinning but you know they are exercising their Christian freedoms, right? And I wouldn't necessarily bring myself to say that their life didn't match up just because maybe, for example, they did, they don't necessarily post their glass of wine, right? I wouldn't do that. Right. I would just say, okay, this is the part of them that is on Facebook, is a little bit more serious, a little bit more um, holy to protect their witness, and I get that. And then when I see them in person, we, you, know, we, you can, you know, drink your glass of wine or exercise your Christian freedom because you feel like you're in a safe place. I wouldn't say, oh, well, that person's being fake because if they were really real, they'd put the wine online. Like, I, I, I'm, right. not, I'm not going to say that. Right, so. exactly. And, um, you know, just overall, I think that if we if we all recognize that, you know, we're falling short and um, there's just, a, I just, I really just wish people would be more humble when it comes to these particular topics. And, um, and when and when you're more humble, I think that it leads to you just basically saying that um, I want to wisely go about um, pursuing my brothers and sisters. I want to also wisely go about not being, you know, this person who's just hurt all the time and not saying anything. Um, I want to, you know, like the community aspect of church only comes out when we finally decide to lean into what scripture is actually prescribing. And that means that we indulge in our Christian liberty, but at the same time, we 
let our brothers and sisters know when we are falling short. You cannot let your brothers and sisters know you are falling short if you're over here self-projecting to other people about someone else feeling perfect when you're the one who actually is feeling perfect. Or you're not feeling perfect and something that someone else is enjoying in their right. own personal life is triggering you. That right. has nothing to do with the person's life. That has everything to do with your you. struggle. Yep. And the so the point is... The point is, and of course, and like like we said, right, like there is a call to be wise, right? If you are knowledgeable um, or you maybe, maybe you pick up on something because you are close enough with that person, yes, we have a call to um, care for our brother and not be overly arrogant or not be overly vain or not just not call to someone right. We do have that call to be wise. I We are not denying that at all. But again, there is a part of it where we need to analyze and look within ourselves and just say, this person doesn't even know that I struggle with this. So how are they at fault here? I need to go before the Lord and say, Lord, help me get rid of these feelings. Help me get rid of being triggered by my brothers and sisters in Christ for whatever they have that I don't have or they don't struggle with that I do struggle with or else it's just like a never ending thing and anything anybody does can technically be causing somebody to stumble if if you struggle with gluttony and I post a a a, a picture that said woo just got my workout done you can be like oh my god she's causing me to stumble with the way I feel about my weight like you, you know yeah. what i'm saying and it's just like body shaming it's, it's like just, it's like oh, oh okay thought i was just posting a workout picture but now i'm in trouble for technically not being wise i guess like you know and so right. if we're if we're not coming to our brothers and sisters and truly being honest um to them about how we feel um we don't we don't get to blame them for things for for no reason, we don't get to blame them for the pedestal we put them on that they didn't ask to be on. Let's not get so technologically caught up in the 21st century that we forget to be people, people, people persons. Like, that we forget to interact with people physically, like, as opposed to always through digital, um, you know, anonymous ways that are, that are distance, they cause there to be distance between you and your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep, yep, so... That's pretty much it. The point of this is, you know, you, we have to ask ourselves, is this person making me stumble um, because I've gone to them and effective, effectively communicated what it is I am struggling with? Or have I not done that? And am I using the word wisdom as a scapegoat to mask the true issue at hand, mm. um, which is my covetousness towards that person? Right. Um, so that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else to add? No, you know how we are, guys. We're trying to be as self-critical as possible and look into these things and unpack the word as best we can uh, in the dynamics of, of relationships. Yep. All right. So that is all we have for you. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I don't know what you're doing if you haven't. Um, and share this to someone you think this will bless. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.